0: Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides.
1: It's another in-week sweep edition of Flyers Daily.
2: Made to Bell, it ...back to the line, front to the net, the rebound, oh the Flyers score! It bounces off the post, right to Matt Niskanen, and Niskanen I believe, finally fired it home. The Flyers take the one that lead. White ...right pass, back out in front, they score, on the rebound, it's Sean Duturier. He wasn't feeling very well before the game. He feels pretty good now. He got his 21st of the season. The Flyers two for two on the power play lead tuna up Catching up to that is Derek Grant. Now Raffel goes in front. Grant got it to Backhand, he scores! The backhand goal by Michael Raffel. A great setup by Derek Grant, and the Flyers have a 3-0 lead. And a two-on-one, Derek Grant skating in. Looking at the net, backhand, he scores! What a game for Derek Grant. Set up short shorthanded goal late in the first period and now has his first goal in the Flyer uniform. And they score! Deflected by Konechny in front. And Travis Konechny restores the four-goal Flyer lead with his 23rd of the season. Philadelphia leads 5-1. <laughs>
1: And ultimately, a 5-3 victory for the Flyers. They do three weeks in a row, what is very difficult at this time of year to do against opponents that are vying for playoff positioning, as were the Columbus Blue Jackets, as were the Florida Panthers, as were the New York Rangers. They beat a team twice in a week in home and home situations and the Flyers come out with a very very important two points. Put themselves within one point of the Capitals with the win but the Capitals did get a win on Sunday evening and uh, that is the who's up next on the Flyers schedule. The Caps beat the Wild 4-3 to on Sunday evening. Welcome to your Monday edition of Flyers Daily. Oh the week that was it was a great week for the Philadelphia Flyers. All wins, all games, two points in all of them. None of them went to the extra session. And the Flyers capitalized this week on some uh, in the standings in a big way. And they also end up uh, putting themselves just in prime position here for the final couple weeks of the regular season, the final full month of the regular season, the month of March, in this last week alone. They beat Columbus last Saturday, 4-2. They beat uh, the San Jose Sharks on Tuesday night, 4-2. They beat the New York Rangers 5-2. Then they beat the New York Rangers 5-3. And one thing you notice in all these games, and if you want to go back and look at the entire six-game win streak, uh, five goals, four goals, four goals, four goals, five goals, five goals. When you're scoring five and four goals in every game, you're going to win a lot of games, especially when you have the team defense that the Flyers have and the goaltending that they've been getting, and that is a big reason why they have not only put themselves in Prime playoff position, but prime position for home ice advantage. Wednesday night will be their next game against the team at the top of the division. Uh, Washington up three points in the division right now, so it's not going to be a game for first place, but it could be a game with huge implications down the road on who ends up in first place. Flyers and Caps have each played 65 games. Flyers with uh, 83 points. The Caps in the top spot with 86 points. Uh, the Caps are 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. The Flyers 8-2. and two. Flyers will play in D.C., and it's odd because the Caps uh, record at home, 18, 9, and 5. So if you extrapolate, that's really 18 and 14 on the season, while they are 22, 10, and 1 on the road. So better team on the road than this year than they have been at home. Flyers on the road. 15-15-3. and three. It's not been a strong suit, but they've been playing better on the road of late. Carter Hart gets the win against the New York Rangers. We'll see how Elaine Vino decides to disperse his goalies this week because the Flyers will get, first and foremost, Washington on Wednesday night. Both teams will come in well-rested with a couple days off. And then uh, coming up on Thursday, the Flyers will be in a back-to-back situation. They'll take on Carolina. And then Saturday, uh, they'll take on Buffalo at the Wells Fargo Center. The Carolina game will kick off a 3-game homestand for the Flyers, Carolina, Buffalo, and Boston. They're going to go away for one game on March 12th to take on Tampa Bay, and then they'll come home for another three-game homestand so six home games coming up two road all in the next eight so the Flyers still with a great opportunity with the way they play at home to keep building on this lead which leads me to take a look at the Washington upcoming schedule uh, because obviously these two teams meet on Wednesday that'll be a huge monstrous game uh, for the Flyers and the Capitals to get that top spot in the Metropolitan Division and retain it after the uh, Flyers game on Wednesday the um Washington Capitals, they hit the road for three games. They'll go to take on the Rangers on Thursday night. They'll go to Pittsburgh on Saturday. Then they'll take on Buffalo on Monday on the road as well. Then they'll come home and get Detroit, Chicago, and Edmonton and then uh, Columbus on the road, and then Ottawa and Pittsburgh. So it, it's an interesting schedule. We'll see how this plays out. Washington has not been playing their most consistent hockey of late. They did lose four straight, one, two, lost one, won uh, the one last night against the Minnesota Wild. So interesting times here for the Philadelphia Flyers, and a big win for the team today. And a guy that I – I mean, you look at the goal scoring today in this game, the five goals, and once again, the Flyers spread out the scoring. You have five different goal scorers. The power play clicks for three goals, uh, Matt Niskanen at a minute 52 in, Sean Couturier at 11.19 in, both on the power play. And then later in the game, Travis Konechny, five seconds into a power play at 15.34 the second, picked up his 23rd on the power play. Michael Raffle picked up a shorthanded goal, and Derek Grant picked up uh, a five-on-five goal, the only five-on-five goal in this entire hockey game. Because the three goals that the Rangers scored all came on the man advantage as well. Now, you look at the penalty kill for the Flyers and three power play goals for the Rangers. You go, well, they need to be better on the PK. And yeah, they certainly do. Uh, but to, to, to hold them off the board five on five, certainly a good feat. And Derek Grant, who assisted on Michael Raffl's shorthanded goal, really made the play. Made the play in the D zone, uh, got it up the ice, and then sent a nice pass to Raffle, who did a great job uh, kind of locking Henrik Lundqvist up on the goal for the shorthanded goal, his seventh of the season. And then early in the second period, a minute 23 in, Derek Grant just makes a great offensive play, picks up his 15th goal of the season, first as a flyer. And you saw the skill set that he possesses to be able to, to score that kind of goal. And that's the depth scoring that we talk about with the Flyers, which makes them so much more, uh, so much more, potent and hard to deal with for teams. You know, one of the things that people always said in, in criticism of certain players uh, for the Flyers was, well, he hasn't won a cup. And, and, I, and I've beaten this point into people's heads so many times that this is a team sport. Not every guy in the league, every great player, is going to have it going all the time. I know we see other teams and you, and you see highlights, but you don't see when things aren't going well. So there's this assumption that Sidney Crosby always has it going. No, he'll go through nine games with uh, one goal and two assists. Alexander Ovechkin even will go through stretches where he struggles. It took him a couple weeks to get from 698 to 700. Um, These things happen to great players as well. The thing is, for great teams, you have to have depth that when you're high-paid players and the guys that really lead the charge on most nights are not going that you are getting depth scoring and the Flyers are getting that right now Derek Grant now included Michael Raffle included guys like Scott Lawton picking up goals Tyler Pitlick these kind of players when they're picking up goals that makes the Flyers an extremely difficult team to deal with and that's the kind of teams that have success in the playoffs because not every top line is going to have it going every night and the Flyers where they're getting scoring from up and down the lineup. They lead the NHL in defensive scoring with, uh, I think it's like 43 goals now uh, for their defensive scoring. And that's even with Shane Gossespierre with five goals on the season. Probably their most offensive guy, at least heading into this season. So it it really is amazing the depth scoring that they get up and down all four lines and defensively. I mean, you see uh, another guy I have to point out today. He was so good today. Justin Braun was He's played some really good games lately. Multi-point games. He had two, three assist games in about a week and a half. And then the way he played today defensively, I was just blown away by the game that he put together. And you got a tip of the cap, another one uh, to to the general manager because Chuck Fletcher went out and got a guy like Justin Braun, went out and got a guy like Matt Niskanen, and, and that has made such a huge difference. For this Flyers team. Let's catch up with Derek Grant. Uh, Tim Saunders and Steve Coates. Talk to him after the Ranger win. And here's the conversation. And Derek Grant, the Flyer newcomer, has joined
2: his game. Derek Grant had a big game here for Philadelphia. Had a goal and an assist. And it might have been the assist on that shorthanded goal that was as big as any other goal. Derek, I know... Uh, the first game, I mean, your your life was helter-skelter being traded and having to join a team in short order. You seem like you've settled down, and you've got to be loving this, joining a team in a playoff race. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, it's what we all want to
3: play for this time of year, and uh, it's a lot more fun, that's for sure. Talk about uh, you had a couple of real good contributions first of all the assist to michael raffle i mean you've had a heck of a year on on in a shorthanded situation three shorthanded goals then you do this tonight have you always been a, a penalty killer or is this just something late in your career no i've always uh i've always played played a lot of penalty kill um you know i think for me obviously the first thing is to kill the penalty but uh you know nowadays uh, with teams set up
2: the way they are you get uh, a few more chances uh, describe this game because it was kind of one game in the first half. You guys were completely in control and limiting the Rangers' chances and then a little bit helter-skelter there at the end. Yeah, we, uh, we
3: came off, got off to a good start, and our power play was, uh, was clicking tonight, so that always helps. And then, uh, obviously, as that game rolls on, uh, you're trying to protect the lead. And, um, you know, I think we got caught sitting back a little bit. And, and uh, you know, you have to try to keep playing the same way, but uh, just make the smart plays. Take us back to your two on one. You got Myers with you. Uh, you got Lingard right in the middle. It, it just seemed like, okay, he wasn't going to come to you. You were going to take full advantage of it. Yeah, Pitter made a, a great play on the wall to get me the puck. And, um, you know, I, I knew I had. Uh, with me so um, the D kind of played in the middle so I was able to uh, you know get in and get across the net and um, you know I was lucky
2: enough to get that one in. Career high 15 goals I know you don't worry too much about individual numbers but that's got to feel good because you've been in a role in your career that you're trying to now or at least getting a chance now to expand. Yeah for sure I think anytime you get an opportunity
3: to play with uh, you know guys like Pitter and and JBR uh, you know you always want to take advantage of that they're they're two uh, highly skilled guys and um, you know they're always in the right places so it makes my job
2: easy. Well they've run their win streak to six straight games and at least for now pending Washington's game later the Flyers are within one point of first place in the metro division congrats on this uh, derek we thank you for doing this and uh, good luck the rest of the way thanks for having me all right derek grant. there you go
1: tim saunders and steve coach talking with derek grant and then on the game where he picks up his first goal as a member of the philadelphia flyers it turns out to be his 15th goal of the season and the flyers come away with that 5-3 win and uh, you can't count the days down quick enough to get to the Wednesday night when the Flyers will take on the Caps, and let me also tell you that while the race is on for the playoffs, and don't miss every crucial game as the Flyers take on division rival Carolina on Thursday before a weekend visit from the Sabres on Saturday, get your tickets now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com It was a great week for Flyers hockey, we'll see if this is another great week for Flyers hockey, but let's get to some Twitter questions, and I want to start with this because uh, I tweeted this out uh, there's a, 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 a website called moneypuck.com, and these are the odds of each NHL team making the playoffs and winning the Stanley Cup and other milestones. And these odds were updated today on March 1st at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, and there's a whole algorithm to how these odds are calculated, and there's a lot that goes into it. First and foremost, your chances of making the playoffs. Uh, But the the odds to win the Cup where the Flyers, according to this algorithm, have the highest odds at 13% has ruffled some people, a lot of people celebrate it. And other people wanna point out, well, how's this even possible, this is BS. Well, the algorithm, what it does is it takes into account the path a team has to take to win the cup. So if you look at a team like, I know some people were pointing at some of the Western Conference teams like St. Louis, who it says it has a 4.2% chance. Now this doesn't take in uh, the fact that they've been there before, that they have the character it takes to win a cup because they won one last year. It takes into account the path that they have to make to get there and the teams that they would have to go through based on the standings today. The Flyers right now with a 13% chance sit at the top, 11.5% to the Vegas Golden Knights. Boston has an 8.8% chance and the Tampa Bay Lightning have a 7.5% chance. You go, well, how the heck do the Flyers have a better chance to win the cup than Boston does when Boston's got the best record in the league? What you got to remember is that Boston is in the same division as Tampa Bay. So they have to deal with each other at some point. And that there lowers their odds. The Flyers are in the Metro. Just the path that it would take to get there certainly affects how these this algorithm plays out. Uh, that being said, let's get to some Twitter questions. Um, let's start with this one. DR tweets in. He said, how is AV not being considered as a Jack Adams winner? All I've heard about the last few weeks is Quinn and Sullivan, but I think AV deserves it just as much, if not more. Even the NHL rankings don't have him in the picture. Weird. Well, there is no picture right now. They're not voting right now. They did their midseason awards, and Elaine Vigneault was not in the top three. Uh, He most certainly is right now. Um, But don't worry about it. Uh, Don't don't worry about the Jack Adams. When that comes out at the end of the year, he's going to be in that conversation. It gets voted on after the regular season, and the job he's done is every bit as good as Dan Quinn, as Mike Sullivan, um, as John Tortorella. All those guys will be in the mix, and certainly Elaine Vigneault will be there as well. Jay Simon with a great tweet says, Who among us will complain that the Flyers have 0% chance of winning the draft lottery? Come on, Philly. Well, that's the very Philly way. Very good. Nice tweet, dude. That's a good one. I like it. DK tweets in. He says, this team is playing well right now, but what do you think realistically needs to happen for them to win it all? Um, Look, I'm not really going there yet. I talked about this on the last episode, on Sunday's episode. I'm not going there yet. I just want to enjoy the ride. The fact that the team's back at this level and that they're a team that can make some noise in the playoffs. I'm not going to that win it all you know, jumping into that right now. I'm just going to go and enjoy it one round at a time, provided they can get out of the first round. So I'm not really – but if you want to know what I think they need to do to give themselves a better chance, there's two things. It's starts to games on the road, starting off better. Now, they started off great today. They scored a goal a minute 52 in against New York Rangers. But overall, they need to have good starts on the road, and they need to – really be more consistent in that first period and come out and not put themselves behind in games. Cause in the playoffs, that's not going to be a really good recipe for success. Jordy hockey tweets in and he says, when was the last time you saw a flyers team that is as good as this team this year, the 2010 team was super good, but I think this team is deeper on D and has better goaltending. It yeah, definitely has better goaltending. Um, the team in 2010 wasn't a great team. Most of that year. Remember, remember, that uh, in, I think it was December 8th, I want to say, John Stevens got fired, Peter Laviolette got hired, and when Peter Laviolette first came in, they did not play well in his first 10 to 12 games. They started to put things together around February, got themselves in position. Obviously, it took to the last game of the season and a shootout against the Rangers to get into the playoffs, but they weren't a great team that year. I think part of the reason they went to that Cup Final, too, was a favorable layout, a favorable path. They get New Jersey in the first round who they matched up perfectly against. They end up getting Boston in the second round. We know what happened there. They go down to 3 and then they come all the way back and that propelled them right through the conference final where they ended up as a seven seed with home ice advantage against the Canadians. And the Canadians were just gassed at that point after taking out Washington in the first round and getting to the conference final eventually a round later. And then they get up obviously against the, the Chicago Blackhawks. But um, I think this team probably is better than that team. It's not say, I'm not saying that they're going to go to the cup because they're better right now. They're also a lot more inexperienced. That team didn't have a lot of experience either, except for a guy like Chris Pronger. But that being said, uh, this team, it, I think it probably, if you're looking at it on paper, and on paper doesn't mean a damn thing, but on paper probably is better than that team. Maybe 2012, That's that That was a really good Flyers team as well. All right, last Twitter question real quick for this uh, episode on Monday. Uh Jeff tweets in. He says, "Hey Jason, quick question for the pod. He sent me a DM. My DMs are open on uh, Twitter, by the way, at Jason Mert." He goes, "I was at MSG today, and as you know, there were tons of Flyers fans there. Do you think the players notice that when they go in on the road that there's a lot of fans there? From what I can tell, Flyers fans travel as many as any fan base in the NHL, especially to the three New York area teams. Thanks in advance to keep up the great work." Yeah, um, Jeff, I absolutely—they do know. Uh, yeah, I, I've talked to them about it. They've mentioned it. That when they go into a building and you see, it's so easy to spot Flyer fans. It's so easy to spot Philly fans anywhere. First and foremost, all Philly sports fans are loud and crazy. So it's easy. They're always vocal. So it's easy to hear them and spot them. Not only that, but a Flyers jersey amongst another crowd with that big orange sweater. Yeah, they're going to know they're there. And they absolutely do. And I think it is very, I think they think it's very cool. And it's great to see that kind of support. So uh, yeah, to answer your question, they absolutely do know when those fans are in the stands without question. All right, that's going to put a wrap on Monday's episode of Flyers Daily. Hey, everybody, this has been awesome doing this every day. We're going to continue doing it every day until – Who knows when? If that uh, algorithm is correct, we'll be going into June. We all hope that's the case. I know you do, just like I do. In the meantime, give us a subscribe. uh, Subscribe to our RSS feed. Give us a rating. Leave us a review. I'm told that's important, and I love when you do it. Um, Real quick, too, I saw one of the reviews, and a guy loved the podcast, but he ripped the music at the end, saying everything is good except for the alt music I play at the end. Dude, if you think the music that I play on here is alt, you need to get your hearing checked. It is not alt music. <laughs> so, just wanted to get that out there. So, what is the music tonight? Well, here, you're going to find out right now. Everybody, it's going to be another great week of Flyers Hockey. In the meantime, as I always say, enjoy your hockey.
0: Down the street, you can hear a scream, you're a disgrace. And she slams the door in his of and face. And now he stands outside, and all the neighbors start to gossip and drool. He cries, oh girl, you must be mad. What happened to the sweet love you and me had? Against the door he leans and starts a scene And his tears fall and burn in garden green And so castles made of sand Fall in the sea Eventually A little Indian brave Who before he was ten Played war games in the woods with his Indian friends And he built a dream That when he grew up he would be a fearless warrior, Indian chief Many moons passed, and more the dream grew stronger till tomorrow He would sing his first war song and fight his first battle But something went wrong, surprise attack, killed him in his sleep that night And so castles made of sand, melts into the sea Eventually A young girl whose heart was a brown, cause she was crippled for life, and she couldn't speak a sound. And she wished and prayed she could stop living, so she decided to die. She drew a wheelchair to the air, the shore and to her legs she smiled, You won't hurt me no more. But then a sight she never seen made her jump and say, Look, a golden winged ship is passing my way. And it really didn't have to stop, it just kept on going. And so castles made of sand, slips into the sea eventually. Eventually.